0: So
1: Oh, the grace that brought it down.
2: it was kind of pointed down. Oh, like okay. Down. Good morning, welcome. We're gonna do something different this morning than we would normally do given the weekend that it is. Um, We have, most of us, if not all of us have come in this morning with our sort of America hat on and rightly so because this weekend we do celebrate what God has done to bring this country to be what it has been. And it does seem appropriate then to both celebrate that God has been good to us as a nation to give us the freedom to worship as we see the Bible t- telling us to do, and uh, that we would take a moment and pray that God would bless uh, this place. So um, would you stand to your feet? We're going to sing God Bless America as out of an effort to, uh, to thank God for what he's done and to ask God's blessing uh, on our nation. Bless America. Thank you for singing. Um, we're going to take, take a moment, as is our custom, to encourage one another uh, in God's word as the people of God reading the word of God to each other. So let's read this together. We're going to read from Psalm 124, if we can pull that up on the screen. Cool, Psalm 124. All right, we're going to read this out loud to each other. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, If the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, then they would have swallowed us alive in their burning anger against us. Then the water would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging water would have swept over us. Blessed be the Lord, who has not let us be ripped apart by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the hunter's net, The net is torn, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. Let's sing together. Let's sing this. We won't fear the battle.
3: now. Our God is for us. The Father's love is a strong and mighty.
2: Together to worship the King who has been generous to us. Amen.
4: Let's sing this.
2: Time, man. Let's sing it out. You spoke. In our hearts we thee to thee, You gave us breath and, and to breathe, it's all from you, Lord. It's all from you. Morning, the morning sun is light, all that we need your hand provide. It's all from you, it's all from you. With humble hearts we thank you, with grateful hearts we sing out the generous King you give, out of your fullness showering Season, ending, the mercy's unending, the better feeling you give. this earth was furious. The cup that we drink is full of love. It's all from you. It's all from you. Your Spirit, you're freely given us. now we see Jesus. Yes, It's all from you It's all from you With humble hearts we thank you With grateful hearts we sing out Generous King, you give Out of your fullness,
3: showering kindness you give Generous King, mercies
2: unending i never fail Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your goodness poured on us through Jesus. Mercy's unending, love never failing, generous King, you give out of your fullness, showering kindness, you give. Is he generous and what? Amen. The Lord is good and worthy of our praise. Thank you for singing. You may be seated.
1: Well, good morning and welcome to Hebron Baptist Church. We exist to glorify God by inviting every person to take their next steps toward Christ. My name is Alan, and it is such a joy to join with you all in worship today. It's so good to be with you all. If you're a guest with us today, we want to extend a special welcome to you. We're so glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us today, whether in person or online. If it's your first time here, we would love to connect with you through a Connect card. That's a card that looks like this. It's in the seat in front of you. If you pull this out and fill this out, this will let us know how we can be praying for you, how we can serve you. Then after church, if you'll step through these central doors and turn left, you'll see our Next Steps desk. There you can turn this card in, meet someone who would be happy to answer any questions that you may have, and also give you a free gift. So welcome guests, and we're so glad that you're here today. As always, we like to encourage our worship through giving. If you'd like to give, there's a few ways that you can do that. One of those is through an online giving card. This is another card sitting in the seat in front of you. If you pull this out, you can scan that QR code with your cell phone. That'll take you to our online giving page. If you would prefer to give in a person, there are black boxes on the back wall here in the sanctuary you can drop a gift in. Also, if you prefer, you can drop into the office Monday through Thursday, 9 to 430, or Friday nine to noon. Or you can write to PO Box 92, Hebrew, Kentucky 41048. Well, this is a special weekend because this is 4th of July weekend, and we are so very grateful to be able to have the freedoms to worship here today. Uh, So we want to recognize now those who have served in our military in any capacity. If you have served in our military, would you please stand and let us recognize you? Thank you so much for your service. We are all blessed because of what you all have done. Thank you. Well, we're going to join now together in prayer. Would you please join with me? Good morning, Father. Lord, we come to you so blessed to be able to come into your presence because of what Jesus has done for us. Thank you for the invitation, Lord, to come and worship you here today. This morning, Lord, we pray for our church's value of biblical faithfulness. We thank you. For the gift of your word for the gift of the bible that we get to read that we have so freely thank you lord for not being silent toward us but revealing yourself to us revealing your heart and your love and your passion and the ministry of jesus and the cross and the gospel to us through your precious word lord thank you for what you've done for us and we pray that our response to your word would be faithfulness faithfulness to you that you would allow us to put our faith in you as you call us to through the very words of Scripture. Lord, we come to you this morning in, with, with praise to you. We, we think of what you did this, this last week at Vacation Bible School. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with the opportunity to minister to so many little souls who came. We thank you for the amazing leadership of Christy Reed and for the awesome volunteers who gave up their time to serve these little ones and their families. We ask that you would bless the work that was done last week, that these little hearts who heard of you and received you would continue to follow you and know you and trust you each day of their lives. Please bless the fruit that was born last week at Vacation Bible School. Lord, this morning, we lift up to you the IMB missionaries, the Richard family. Chris and Rhonda, Hannah and Kenley, thank you for this amazing family who has... Felt the call to lead our local body here to international missions. And we thank you that they are now in Argentina. We pray that you would bless them, Lord, as they work on a strategy of prayer for their area. Bless them and use them, that churches would be planted, that great fruit would be born of the gospel through them. And we do pray that you continue to be with them as they adjust to their area. We think specifically of Hannah and Kenley asking that you would grant them with friends there, that you would allow them to adjust to a new school uh, situation there. Please bless and use the Richard family. Father, our hearts continue to go out to those in Russia and Ukraine experiencing conflict. And we ask that you would would be there, that you would bring peace there, that you would be with government leaders, that you would give them wisdom and peace. We pray for the individuals, Lord, who are both in Ukraine and in Russia, who have experienced loss and trauma, and we pray that you would be present with them. Lord, be with believers there. Be with local churches. Provide them with strength, spiritual strength. And we also pray that you would provide them with physical needs, with food and drink and safety, Lord. We ask that you would use this dark situation to let your good news spread and that many souls would receive you as Savior. Lord, this morning we have so many blessings to thank you for. You've provided for us so much. And this morning we especially thank you, Lord, for those who have served our country. Thank you for those even who gave up their lives that we can experience freedoms and privileges such as worshiping you here freely today. Thank you, Lord, for your kindness, and we thank you for the ultimate sacrifice, your son, Jesus, who died in our place, a gift that we don't deserve. Thank you, Lord, that he would die allowing us by faith to receive him as Savior and experience forgiveness and eternal life. So we take this moment, Lord, and we confess to you our great need for you, our great need for a Savior. We need to be forgiven of our sins, Lord, and you are the only hope we have. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he he conquered sin and death and that we have the great hope that he rose from the dead. So we worship you today for what you've done. We continue to worship you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Would you stand to your feet? Christ because of what he's done for us on the cross, that when we have confessed our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us, and we have such a confidence because of what he's done. Isn't he good? Let's spend some time and rejoice in the assurance that we have of our salvation in Christ because of what he did to die for us. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, air of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in. Submission All is at rest My sins of rapture Now burst on my
3: side
2: Angels descending Bring from above is your story. Would you sing out? Let's sing. This is my story. This is my song. Perfect submission. Perfect submission. All is at rest. I in my sin. King of filled with his goodness,
3: lost in his love.
2: This is my soul. Not only because Jesus died, but that Jesus rose again and we can live our lives with his resurrection power putting sin to death and pushing back the darkness in the world. Let's sing and rejoice in our Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Oh what a Savior, wonderful Jesus. jesus christ that he is not dead he is risen amen amen he is worthy of our praise and our attention and our obedience so as we continue to sing let's make this our prayer that we would turn our eyes on jesus
4: Good morning, I'm so glad that you're here as we worship Christ together I am Pastor Sean and I've returned from my one week COVID sabbatical uh, and uh, am now germ-free And uh, glad to be back Uh, So thankful for Mark and his leadership last week And everyone who pitched in as at the last minute Literally last minute, uh, everything uh, was changed and so (laughs) so we are thankful I am thankful to be back thankful to be back with you and uh, thankful to be back in God's word as we're continuing in the book of Isaiah Isaiah's message has been very stark very pointed against our sin uh, and today very much even so even stronger in his word and a reminder to us that God in his hand is poised to strike against us and our sin. This passage is sort of a a reflection uh, from the end of what you read last week through chapter 9, verse 1 through 7. And verses 8 and and to the beginning, uh, sorry, verse 4 of chapter 10 continues this prophecy of Isaiah to Judah and a reminder of the seriousness of our sin and why God, is so wrathful against us today we're going to look at this and be reminded uh, of our dependence on God and so uh, let us look uh, if if you're following along would like to follow along the translation I am reading from it's page 608 and the uh, yeah the bible in your it's not the hymnal Uh, it's in the bible it's in the pew in front of you Uh, and so you can turn there and we're going to just actually read chapter 10 verse 1 through 4 which helps us to summarize uh, the preceding verses woe to those enacting crooked statutes and writing oppressive laws to keep the poor from getting a fair trial and to deprive the needy among my people of justice so that widows can be their spoil and they can plunder the fatherless what will you do on the day of punishment when devastation comes from far away. Who will you run to for help? Where will you leave your wealth? There will be nothing to do except crouch among the prisoners or fall among the slain. And all of this, his anger has not turned away and his hand is still raised to strike. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you because we know this word is from you. Though given a, several thousand years ago, is fresh as today's headlines. And that today, God, even in the message that Isaiah gave to the people of Jerusalem and Judah, is a message to your people here. And Lord, I pray that we would obey, that we would listen, we would repent where needed, we would obey where needed. would depend where needed and Lord this morning as we come may the spirit speak to us that we may never be the same again in Jesus name amen well we know as we've talked and started off our our uh uh, I was gonna say our show uh our our service today (laughs) Uh, okay come on I had COVID this week give me a break all right geez louise y'all are tough i mean and as by my red white and blue shirt and many of you donning the the colors tomorrow is independence day or as we call it in my neighborhood recreate a war-torn battlefield as much noise and high octane fireworks as you can put out that is scaring our animals and children half to death. That's what we celebrate in my neighborhood. I don't know about you all, but uh, ours looks like a, uh, a almost better than any professional show that uh, I could pay for uh, is going on in my front yard, backyard, side yard, everywhere in my neighborhood. So we celebrate Independence Day, of course, which is uh, the, the uh, remembrance of the colonies saying to British rule that we take back our sovereign independence and rule for ourselves that we declare our independence from you which we remind our friends over in Britain often when we go to see the the missionaries but often we celebrate our independence day tomorrow but often for many of us we declare our independence from God. Whether it be our sinful nature, our tendency to be prideful in our decision-making, or rejecting God and his relationship with him, often we declare our independence from him. This is the message of Isaiah to Jerusalem and Judah, that the independence that that they were seeking from God. God's very presence was in the temple. God's very people, he had declared his love and leadership and protection, and yet, time after time, they wanted to be more like the other nations. They wanted to worship other idols. They wanted to go their own way. And many times, Wanting to show their independence from God. Isaiah said that message to them Be warned, those who seek independence from me, the Lord's hand is ready to strike. When we look at these verses, we see that in the same way we seek independence from God, building our own kingdoms, our own ways our own desires seeking to do things our way even as Christians we would say those who reject God to reject the idea of God who have fallen away to sin yes those have truly sought independence from God but how often do we as Christians live independently of God how often do we make a decision praying more after the decision is made for God to bless it than the time that we spent in prayer leading up to the decision. How often do we want to do the things that we want to do depending upon the way that we like to do it? We are often like the rebellious child who is often trying to find the limits of God that we could just get by with just enough to not get his discipline well however we understand knowing the holiness of God that God's holiness must strike all sin that his wrath and perfect justice comes against anything and everything that is disobedient, rebellious, and against God, and knowing this specifically, knowing the holiness of God, his justice, that he must strike against all sin. We should all be reminded often how serious it is to seek independence from God. I pray that, as we look at these words that, that we understand and see through these first four verses of chapter 10, that God strikes or is poised to strike those who are against Him. And instead, may we choose dependence on God rather than independence. So three things from this text, if you're taking notes today. First, his hand is poised to strike those who enable injustice. Verse 1 to 2 says, Woe to those enacting crooked statutes and writing oppressive laws to keep the poor from getting their fair trial and to deprive the needy among my people of justice so that the widows can be, can, uh, sorry, can be their spoil and they can plunder the fatherless. Verses 1 through 2 says, captures the picture of the day of Jerusalem when things are going bad. Assyria is breathing down their necks, other nations are coming. What they have strived to do in, dependence, uh, in independence of God and trying to go their own way, try to find fortune and wealth, trying to find their way opposed to God, Has God has punished them with the pressures of other nations. These leaders who have chosen to reject God and His ways have started to protect their own, have started to enact laws and ways to protect themselves as opposed to the people, that they've protected themselves from the punishment and breathing of discipline of God and not seeking the good of the most vulnerable. Boy, these verses could have been written in today's context, couldn't it? When things go wrong, leaders tend to focus on themselves and protecting themselves. God results, in rejecting God results in a prideful concern for their leadership, their way, their peace. But it is a result of sin and people looking to these leaders rejecting God, God disciplines them even further. As a matter of fact, there's a result that we see of these leaders rejecting God. Earlier in chapter nine and verses 16 through 17, we see what the result of sin does to the leaders in the world. Uh, sorry, in Jerusalem and Judah, the leaders of the people mislead them and chase the uh, and those who mislead are swallowed up therefore the Lord does not rejoice over Israel's young men and has no compassion on its fatherless and widows for everyone is a godless evildoer and every mouth speaks folly and all this his anger has not turned away and his hand is still raised to strike you see Isaiah is giving this picture to remind its people that you are getting the leaders you deserve The sin that you have have resulted in you into turning to people who don't trust in God. And this cycle of evil continues through these leaders to these people. And what is happening to the people is then we understand that we are less likely to look at the vulnerable. For us as a people and for our leaders as well. This as our clear rebellion against God results in us trusting these who do not stand for him. This could be a characteristic of our current leaders, both on the right and the left, Democrat or Republican. You see, the reality for us as Christians, we are not a party of the donkey or the elephant. We are for the party of the risen lamb. And when we put too much hope and the policies and philosophies of this world, we too fall in the very nature of fallenness of sin that causes us to reject the vulnerable among us. We must be people who are committed to God, committed to following God dependently. Therefore, when it comes to serving in the public square, it is for us to look to the Bible, His ways, pleasing God not to our own philosophies and ideas. Let's be clear. Our country that we celebrate tomorrow is probably the greatest force for independence and freedom that the world has seen in history. Not just for fighting for freedom, but inspiring freedom around the world. We don't have people standing up in Tiananmen Square if not for seeing independence strewn about here in America, we don't have people around the world standing up for uh, for rights around the world if we don't have that example here in America. But let's be honest: in our own sin, in in our own independence, in our own and in our own ways of pridefulness, we have allowed the culture, our leaders and a bad worldview lead us in a way that has really given us a stain to our country for most of it our country was one of the greatest forces of independence had a bad history has a history of the imago dei of treating those in the image of God slavery for the first hundred years and then segregation for the next hundred years where we see for ourselves as Christians that even supported putting down of people who are made in the image of God, that treated other humans made just like God as things instead of people, rightfully heirs of the kingdom of God. And in the same way, for the last 50 years when Roe versus Wade was decided that we put down the most vulnerable the legalizing the killing of 64 million babies over the last 50 years the reality of this and diminishing the image of God among Christians among the world we see that we have turned our eye to the most vulnerable among us however we see the example led by evangelical Christians over the centuries. Christians even today, statistically speaking, have done more to help and support adoption, mothers, immigrants, the vulnerable among us than any other group in our population. And please, don't let you hear from the culture otherwise. We as Christians still stand in the gap for God. If it was not for his grace through us, imagine what we would be in today. But we must be careful to do what is true and right religion, as the Bible says, that we take care of the widows and orphans among us, those who are vulnerable, those who need healing, those who need help, those who are hurting. It is not turning to the right or the left. It is not going by party lines. It is by going through the love of Christ. That the immigrant who has need, we help them. To those who are poor, that we give. To those who are the widowed, that we come stand beside them, supporting them. To those who are orphaned, that we give them a home to be in. Many of us in this room have different political philosophies and how we might answer the problems of this world. But if we, in whatever our philosophy is, come to the conclusion it is in not helping anyone, we have rejected the ways of the Bible. God is not kind to those who are not kind to others. God is poised to strike when we selfishly do not care for those who are in need. And therefore it is a challenge to us and being reminded of our call to love not based on this world but based on what God has shown us to do through his word. We are thankful for what God has done through our lives and through through the lives of others and seeking push back darkness and injustice. And just as we celebrate And I celebrated, couldn't be with you as we celebrated the ending of Roe versus Wade. We still have lots of work to do to care for those in our community. May we be people who are always characterized by loving others and helping others in need. Number two, his hand is poised to strike as our sin leads us to destruction verse 4 says there will be nothing to do except for crouch among the prisoners or fall among the slain and all this his anger has not turned away and his hand is still poised to strike These verses remind us that as we continue to seek independence from God and reject His ways, that that all there is left for us to do, knowing the punishment of God before us, if we do not turn to Christ, if we do not turn to Him, if we do not seek forgiveness, then we know that destruction is coming. And in the end, there is nothing for us to do if we don't turn and repent to God, but then to end up in the folly of our destruction you know, when I was, when we did, when I was in football in high school, there was a very kind of strict guidelines that, and, and boundaries that we helped, that the team was put to help keep us in line, that if we were waning in focus, if we were not practicing the right way, if we were, if we were not working as a team, that there, if we, if we didn't, uh, do things in a way that kept us working as a unit there was swift and quick punishment there was what we called the, the hill we we had to take this 55 degree hill that was probably i don't know 50 yards up and run those and say okay you earned five you know five hills today or you or or tin gassers or whatever that was you had to clean the locker room whatever it was there was a there was a strict reminder because why our coaches knew left ourselves we were going to be a mess We weren't gonna work together, we were going to do things our way, we weren't gonna work together as a team. That ultimately, the little things that we kept getting by with week after week, day, practice after practice, rep after rep, would ultimately end in our failure. In the same way, God's hand is poised to strike, to remind us and help us to see clearly that left to ourselves we are only going but one way and that is the path of destruction god punishes us about to strike because he knows all of this is leading to our hurt and our harm and to ultimately those who reject god forever and not redeem uh, themselves through faith in christ end in eternal punishment So God longs for us to turn to him, to depend on him, to repent, because he knows left to ourselves we're just gonna continue in the path of destruction. Uh, Look what Isaiah chapter nine, verse 18 had said before. For wickedness burns like fire that consumes thorn and briars and kindles the forest thickets so that they could grow up in a column of smoke. The land is scorched by wrath, of the Lord of armies, and the people are like a fuel for the fire. No one has compassion on his brother. What is Isaiah discerning there? He discerns that inherently the destruction of sin wickedness burns like fire that our sin does not stay with ourselves but continues to move from person to person generation to generation the way that we build our culture that wickedness continues the path of sin brings not just addition to sin but piled on top of sin and is working itself out in wrath the deeper meaning here is that, that the wildfire of sweeping sin goes through a life a family a family a company and a church it goes on to say though the wrath of the Lord of hosts the land is scorched or the wrath of God is in damage that sin inflicts for example self-seeking people are devouring one another it says there at the end of verse 19 what does this address in us does our sin not cause us to devour one another Galatians 5.15, but if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you'll be uh, consumed with one another. Brothers and sisters, God's hand is stretched out still. And when we understand the pervasiveness, ongoing, scorched earth nature of our sin we know that God will turn to strike. And when we understand God's holiness and justice, we will recognize that it is a fully just sentence. Gregory of Nazias, a church father, wrote in the fourth century, whatever and whenever it may be, he will reason with us and oppose us And set before us those bitter accusers, which are our sins, contrasting our wrongdoings with our benefits, striking thought with thought, scrutinizing action with action, and calling us to account for the image that has been blurred and spoiled by wickedness. He will finally lead us away, self-convicted and self-condemned, no longer able to say that we are being unjustly treated. You see, when we understand the reality of our sin, we cannot deny its effect on us and the punishment we deserve. His hand is poised to strike because we must be reminded to repent and turn away from the destruction that we allow. From the evil thoughts, to the evil words, to the evil deeds, everything that we do, we know that is in rebellion to God, will do nothing but self-cycle, destroy our lives, our families, our church, our nation. The reality for us is that his hand is poised to strike and it will lead to destruction if we don't repent and depend on God. Kind of bleak. Isaiah is not, I don't think Hallmark would be hiring Isaiah to write any get well soon cards. Or thinking of you, as you burn in destruction Uh, Isaiah does not really give us a great word but there is interesting something here that popped out to me as I was studying this week verse 3 what will you do on the day of punishment when devastation comes from far away who will you run to for help that's number 3 who will you run to for help Now, Isaiah, as I said, not the best encouragement here. He meant it in a much foreboding way. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to escape punishment? Where are you going to seek out avoiding God's wrath? Where are you going to turn if you're going to continue to seek independence from God? The wrath of God, that you reject him. What are you going to do? Where are you going to turn? Are you going to turn to your sin? Well, that's useless. That's more kindle for the fire. Are you going to turn to your friends who've rejected you and are devouring you? No, you're not going to get easement from them. Are you going to run away just like Jonah and try to go somewhere else? Well, no, God found him and swallowed him up in a whale. Where are you going to turn? You know, when I was growing up when I was probably Isabella's age or a little bit older I was very fearful of thunderstorms did not like the lightning I didn't like the booming nature and especially in the middle of the night that was the worst I mean I thought to myself what am I going to do where am I going to turn how can I get I can cover my ears I could put my pillow over my head what am I going to do well the covers in the pillow didn't work I didn't see the lightning flash around the edges of the shades I didn't I couldn't avoid I could avoid that but I still heard the boom right and if I hid under my bed so that I could maybe even get even more uh, uh, noise deflection That I could see the light hitting the floors. There was really nowhere for me to turn to where there was one place that I felt safe. Do you know where it was? Mom and Dad's room. Because I knew no matter what that I was going to be okay. And I'm thankful, even in the midst of knowing my own independence and knowing the reality of the striking wrath that I deserve, and knowing the own scorching nature of my sin, and knowing all these things, that I can turn to Christ, that I can run to him, that I can go to him, I'm thankful knowing God and His Son who died on the cross who went to the grave and rose three days later that He took all this for me. That God who is ready to strike, that allowed us to devour one another, that our sins that came upon us that con- goes from person to person has the punishment has fallen on Him. And I'm glad that when this question is asked, where can I turn? I can turn to Christ. Because in Hebrews 7.25, therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him since he always lives to intercede for them. That We can turn to Jesus. That it's not too late that even in our wrathful sin even in the days that we wake up and all we want to do is be independent from God and that we want to do our own thing and even our Christians who like to do a Christian-esque to independence that we do what we want and ask God to bless everything at the end of the day instead of the other way around asking him to direct our paths that way we in that nature have a God through Jesus Christ who welcomes us in, and that we know with confidence that this Savior is the answer, that He is the one, that we, even in the midst of thinking there is no other way, we can turn to Him. Hebrews 4 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. Maybe you're here today and you've realized that you're deep in sin and you want out and your life has felt like the scorching fire. Everything you touch seems to catch on fire and you know that in your rejection of god that you know you've come to a place that the messiness and upside down nature of life has come to an end with no reward friend i invite you to turn to jesus I invite you, where will you run? Run to Jesus, even no matter where you are right now. Run to Jesus. Jesus is not waiting for you. To put your fire, your wrath, your sin away by yourself so that you can then come to him. Jesus is saying, I am the living water. I am the one that is willing to forgive. I am the one who is willing to put your life back in order. Come to me. Come to me. Turn to me. Believer in whom... Are you truly dependent today? Your wisdom? Is that where you seek your way? Your bank account? Your family tradition? Are these things more valuable than the wisdom and solace and freedom that you have in Christ right now in your life? Are you living, saved, yet trying to be independent from God? I hate to tell you, it's not going to work out well for you. Because a father who accepts you is a father who loves you enough to discipline you. May we today, instead of our independence from God, mark our dependence in God and run to Christ run to Christ and be dependent on him turn to him today let us pray Heavenly Father these words hit us like a gut punch but help us to see the grace that is turning to Jesus thank you for this Thank you for the reminder that there is a place for us to run, that where mercy and goodness is found, and that is your Son, Jesus Christ. God, in hearts today, I pray that we would become more dependent on you. That God, today, we would find life in you. Those who are apart from you would trust you today for the first time say, I forsake it all and I turn to Jesus and receive mercy, grace and forgiveness. Today is the day I mark Dependence Day. I pray that you would bring them to faith right now. That you would give them new life and a new heart And that they would see that nothing else makes sense than turning to you in faith. God, for those of us who have trusted you, may we not be as stubborn children, yet instead depend on you. This we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Would you stand to your feet and let's make this um, our blessing to one another as we mutually sing it to each other that Jesus would be the center of all that we do. Let's sing this together. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do you're the center Everything revolves around you Jesus, you Jesus, be the center of my
3: love
2: Jesus, be the center of my love It will always be, it's always been you, Jesus, Jesus, nothing else matters, nothing in this world will do, Jesus, you're the center, Everything revolves around you, Jesus, you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus, be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center It's all about you Yes, it's all about you Nothing else matters Nothing in this world will do Jesus, you're the center Everything revolves around you Jesus, you Jesus, be the center of your church
3: Jesus, be the
2: center of your church
5: Every knee
2: will bow Every tongue Shall confess you, Jesus. Amen. May it be so among us. You may see it.
4: Let's just praise God this morning for our worship today and for who He is. <clears throat> A couple quick things this morning. Uh, again I'll just echo what uh, Alan prayed earlier just uh, thankful for Vacation Bible School, for Christy Reed for all the volunteers several decisions were made this week praise the Lord and that's why we do it Uh, and so we're thankful that God is moving and has people as children heard the Word of God, and we're going to follow up with a lot of those, and we've got several of them want to go forward in new members classes and different things, and so we're really excited about what God is doing in that, so well done. This was the first Bible school I've missed in probably, I don't know, I want to date my 30-some years or more. Uh, And so that was very hard, difficult, actually since Franklin was born, because Franklin was born the first week before, so we couldn't miss, that was so 12 years ago. Uh, So I do have a date on that. But uh, so thankful that... Uh, what God did this week. A couple just real quick things. No gospel to every home today, but it'll be back next week. So we encourage you springboarding off of Bible school and being able to reach people in our community. We've heard and met many different people who are in this room today because people have gone out and reached out in our community. So please be a part of that. If you've never done it before, we encourage you to come back next Sunday and be part of that Uh, gentle and lowly summer reading uh, we're continuing that we're not meeting this week but it will be the next week that's why you had extra amounts of reading to do uh, because we won't meet this week but next week if you need a a kind of a guide for reading that uh, there's one at the next steps table if you don't have a book you can ask someone at the next steps steps table and uh, they will get a book if you want to catch up and follow along in our summer reading book and then tomorrow just a reminder the office is closed for the holiday and uh, yesterday was carolyn bond's birthday so happy birthday she's not born on the fourth of july but she was uh, uh, close to it so happy birthday to her and we hope that all of you who are traveling or maybe just celebrating that you have a great uh holiday uh, weekend but go declaring your dependence on god go with that message amen bye-bye
1: I spin in vanity and pride, carrying not my Lord's crucified.